Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! Yeah. Thank you for joining us on the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I can tell we're going to have a really fun <coughs> show. <laughs> Paulette has uh, come in costume again and you know me, well, if you don't know me, the costume <laughs> closet, it's my favorite place to be. It's bigger than my regular closet. I don't have this costume. I don't know if we can pan over, but I want it. <laughs> Let's start. My co-host is in the studio in an outfit that I really want. Paulette, what is that? It's so cute. It's a Spanish outfit. Oh, it's I from love Spain. It. I love it. Everybody thinks I'm Spanish and, anyway. And, and Rebecca will explain that it's good. It's, it's, yes, we have a really awesome. It's we have an awesome interview, actually several segments um, that we're going to have with Rebecca Algar shortly. And uh, we're going to chat a little bit about working equitation, which, by the way, I've not done and wasn't very familiar with until I did my research. And now I want to do it because it looks like so much fun. <laughs> we're also going to have uh, Peterson and Smith joining us. We're going to talk about vaccines and what's relevant and what's not. And we're going to close the show with Jessica Lynn from Earth Song Ranch. And we're going to talk about your barn buddy, that would be your canine that sticks around your horses and uh, health, holistic health for your canine. So that's going to close out the show. And Paulette and I will uh, probably try and keep Rebecca for the rest of the show if she'll, uh, if she'll stay with us. So I'm going to start off with some news. The good news, Tax Shack of Ocala is open. Mm -hmm. They had curbside pickup for a while. Everybody cheered. Woo! When's the horsey yard sale? Uh, they don't have a date yet. We've got to have one. I know we do. But it has to be postponed at the moment because there's so many people. It, was, it wouldn't be um, yeah. appropriate, I suppose. Um, but we're going to start off uh, with news. Uh, I just discovered, thanks to Paul Kestenbaum, that Mark Cassie finally is in the Hall of Fame in the USA. He's been in the Hall of Fame in uh, Canada for a long time. Congratulations, Mark. You're a great friend of mine. And... Um, and to the show also lots of interviews with you and a place I think you deserve to be for a long long time and uh, he of course he won the Preakness and the Belmont with two different horses last year I was standing in the barn when the two of them were walking back from the Belmont from running side by side or one behind the other and what an experience it was to see those two so congratulations to him uh, I'd love to see him win the Triple Crown uh, for real, all three legs of it. He's uh, such an upright, upstanding guy, and he does it right, and he loves the horses, and his staff are amazing. Um, Omar and Shane, uh, congratulations. I think it's just it's an awesome thing. Uh, in some sad news, uh, Preston Madden, the breeder of Hall of Fame Ali Sheba and former master of Hamburg Place, died on Tuesday, the Lexington Herald uh, reported. He was 85 years old. Prayers to uh, all connected there. Uh, Juan Guimán was airlifted to hospital in Madrid after collapsing and falling unconscious on May the 5th. Uh, the website dressagenews.com reported this. Uh, he was suffering from some headaches for about a week. They thought it was just allergies, uh, his father said, and um, then he passed out. So he was taken to the hospital and, um, of course, he represented Spain in 2018 in the FEI World Equestrian Games and has uh, had intended to compete 
at his first FEI World Cup finals in Las Vegas last month before they were cancelled due to the pandemic. So uh, lots of prayers out there uh, for him and his family. Uh, Spruce Meadows organizers, with the support of its corporate partners, have cancelled the Masters show jumping tournament in September. I have two gypsy banners there. Really? Mm -hmm. We're months away, though, from September. Anyway, mm -hmm. uh, it's with heavy hearts and an acute awareness of the significant ripple effects of this that they've made this decision um, due to the coronavirus. <coughs> uh, on June 1st, the U.S. Equestrian Federation suspension of its owned and named events will expire and shows may resume once again. But what will shows look like, we don't know yet. And how will everyone stay safe and unconcerned in the face of the COVID-19 pandemic? So we'll be checking on that and letting you know as um, more news comes out. Um, that is the official date right now. Of course, that could change. And I'm not sure how they'll do the shows uh, and maybe they'll do them without spectators as many of the, uh, the races uh, have done to this point. The U.S. Equestrian Federation Nominating Committee has selected Tom O'Mara as the official nominee for USEF president. No surprise there. We expected that. Uh, congratulations to Secretariat without blinkers. That was weird. Uh, if you tuned in for the virtual race, uh, Secretariat, of course, won. We sort of expected that. Slew and Citation doing very well as well. Uh, I think American Pharaoh was in fifth. Um, but it was just so weird to see mm -hmm. Secretariat even virtually with no blinkers. I couldn't quite adjust. <laughs> I tried, but it was a little strange. Congratulations to Bob Baffert's team, Jimmy Barnes and Umberto, uh, and, and the whole crew there at the Baffert Barn. The Arkansas Derby ran on Kentucky Derby weekend, but they ran two different races with 11 in each because there was a total of 22 horses. Um, Bob's team won both with Nadal and Charlatan. Imagine that. So the question is, if the Kentucky Derby had ran this weekend, would they have been first and second? Almost seems that way. We'll probably have to ask Steve Haskin what he thinks about that. The Stronic Group, which owns Maryland Jockey Club uh, and owns the tracks of the Pimlico Racecourse in Laurel Park, where they run the Preakness, has postponed the Preakness Stakes. Um, the date has not been finalized as of right now. That could change, of course, any moment. Um, they're talking about possibly October 3rd, um, but definitely running it after the Kentucky Derby. So at this point, we don't know, but we'll definitely keep you posted uh, on what happens. That's going to be really weird, isn't it? The whole year. I, I don't know if you saw what I posted on Facebook. It said um, 2019 Kentucky Derby was the biggest disaster ever. And then there was a picture of the roses <laughs> and it said 2020, hold my beer. <laughs> no, it's really much weirder this year. Yeah, wow. uh, last in the news in this segment, uh, I've got to have some, some good news, right? Um, a filly foal has been born into the herd of the Prowalski horses who are resident at Britain's largest zoo, in uh, the Whipsnade Zoo, which is in Bedfordshire, which, by the way, I've been lost in Bedfordshire. My mom has my navigational skills, or perhaps I have my mom's, and we were on our way home and ended up in Bedfordshire, but not at the zoo. Uh, the foal, born to Charlotte on April 13th, is by Nikki. The species native to the steppes of Central Asia is endangered. Charlotte was initially very protective of her youngster, keeping her away from everybody and out of the view of zookeepers who were very eager to get a look at the new mm -hmm. arrival. Mm -hmm. The Prowalski horse is known in Mongolia as 
Taki, meaning spirit. Once classified as, as completely extinct in the wild, the species was reintroduced to its native habitat in Mongolia thanks to conservation breeding efforts uh, by organizations like this zoo. The birth of the foal is a huge cause for celebration. They're considered to be the last remaining truly wild horses in the world. Really? Yes. And there's no picture? You can go online and look it up. If you type in, um, if you type in, um, yes, yeah. If you type in that and you put um, Britain's well, largest zoo, the photos will come up. They do have a few. It, Are they small? Yeah, they actually look like little chubby ponies to me. They're really cute. <laughs> <laughs> They're adorable. Um, but yeah, that's exciting because that you know that's mm -hmm. a breed that is one of the ones that's been trying to disappear. So Right, right. Uh, there's a lot of um, endangered ones, and if you look them up, there's quite a few, actually. There are, and, and you know, in, in our horse parade here in Ocala, we had the Dales ponies, mm -hmm. and there's only uh, 250 or 300 of those in America, mm -hmm. and only several thousand left in the whole world. And, and they're breeding them. Catherine York and mm -hmm. Rob Costello are mm -hmm. breeding them here out in the mm -hmm. Donellan area. Mm -hmm. And they've got, an, you know, they've had a couple of very successful foals and mm -hmm. they're lovely. All, mm -hmm. They're great all-rounders. Mm -hmm. They can do mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. They can do eventing. They can do show mm -hmm. jumping. They can mm -hmm. do dressage. They can mm -hmm. trail ride. I went to the beach with her and we took one of her Dale's ponies to the mm -hmm. beach. So fun. We mm -hmm. rode on the beach together. Mm -hmm. It was lovely. So, um, yeah, they're great all-rounders. And they're, you know, they're like a little shire. So what are they, about 13 to? Uh, they vary. You know, some are taller. I, I don't know. I think they vary from about 13, maybe 1 to about 14 to. Am I about right? 14 hands, 14 to. There you the go. The queen rides 14, 14. She does. You're right. There yeah. you go. See? See? we got to wrap it up. We're at the end of the news segment. We're going to come back uh, with Dr. Alison Rogers from Peterson and Smith on the phone, chat about vaccines, and then we'll have Rebecca Alga with us. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. This show is presented by Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the host talk show are not necessarily that of Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital. This show is sponsored in part by Hilton Garden Inn. Downtown Louisville, only five miles from Churchill Downs, enjoy the two most exciting minutes in sports, plus a hearty breakfast and a mimosa, and let Hilton Garden Inn do the rest. Book for Derby 2020 now! This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Larson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa.
Hey, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I have on the phone with me Dr. Allison Rogers, and in the studio with me, co-host Paulette Stout. We're going to chat a little bit about vaccinations this time of year. It's something that people are certainly uh, proactively thinking about if they haven't already uh, got that all taken care of before uh, late spring and early summer hits when, of course, uh, the mosquitoes are back. Uh, I was out the other evening doing some cleaning and painting and at the farm, and the mosquitoes were trying to carry me off. So, uh, Dr. Allison Rogers, welcome back to the show. Thanks for being with us. Hi. Yes, thanks for having me. So... A standard vaccine program for all horses does not exist, correct? It is an individual situation requiring some evaluation and based on some criteria. Can you tell us a little bit about what those criteria are? Yes, that's correct. So there are five core vaccines that all horses we recommend get. Um, But other than that, um, there's factors like age and sex, you know, whether it's a broodmare or stallion, what you intend to use them for um, if you're traveling to different regions or um, if a horse has had potential side effects in the past. Um, But as far as that all goes, um, if you're intending to use your horse for showing where they're going to come into contact with many other horses, then you want to make sure that they stay up to date with their respiratory type infections that are very contagious if they come into contact with other horses such as influenza or equine herpes virus. Right. Um, So tell us about the core vaccines. Obviously, rabies, um, Mm -hmm. West Nile, Eastern and Western encephalitis, tetanus. What am I missing? Influenza and rhino. There you go. Influenza and rhino, that's (laughs) it. And what about um, West Nile? I said West Nile was my first, yeah, Yeah. after rabies, I think. Um, So these these core vaccines um, that you recommend here uh, in Florida, is that fairly general for across the United States or does it tend to vary state to state? And we're probably much more uh, concerned about diseases that are carried by mosquitoes, I'm sure, because we have a uh, hot weather year round almost. Yeah, exactly. So um, most people in the other regions of the United States will only give those vaccines once per year and call it done. But here, since we have mosquitoes that never die off, um, we usually recommend doing um, the Eastern, Western encephalitis and then West Nile twice a year or every six months just because mosquitoes never die off. And we have had... um, relatively frequent occurrence with the eastern equine encephalitis and west nile yes it do seem to cycle Mm -hmm. around every year Mm -hmm. where we start seeing the news that we've had cases and so let's talk about the effectiveness of the vaccines is there a time from when you give the vaccine to when it's effective and then is it a foolproof vaccine or is it the case that as many of them that you can still a horse could still get the the disease, but maybe not get it as severely if they're vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there is a certain window of time that um, the horse needs to ha- build a re- immune response to the vaccine. And usually we like to give them at least two weeks before um, any known potential um, on 
onset of vex of a, a virus or things like that if they're going to show you want to give them at least two weeks beforehand to vaccinate them and um as far as the other aspect i would say that um you you can give the vaccine and they're not 100 percent effective um all of the time so that's something that you need to take into consideration um, things that can decrease the effectiveness of a vaccine are if the horse is in poor health um, mm -hmm. if they're geriatric they have a poor immune response so you may need to vaccinate more frequently with older horses and then if they're under stress or if the vaccine has not been handled properly and maintained at that proper temperature refrigerator of some kind and that can also decrease the effectiveness of the vaccine. Makes sense. Now when you're weighing up giving a vaccine to an older horse, so for example I have a 35 year old horse um, well. yes, <laughs> and I still vaccinate him um, because I'm more concerned about him at his age possibly mm -hmm. getting West Nile or encephalitis, which I, you know, I don't, he's, he's very healthy and he does very well for his age. In fact, I still ride him um, five or yeah. six miles. Uh, but, but I weigh up the odds of, you know, I think it would be very debilitating to him to get one of those illnesses. It, right. Do you, what do you, how do you answer a, a client when they have an older horse and they're very concerned about, uh, about vaccinating and how is there a way of weighing up the pros and cons of that for you? Yeah, so um, you need to obviously consider the adverse effects of a vaccine whenever you want to give one. Um, so potential side effects. Um, usually, you know, with a horse, whether or not they have bad reactions to a vaccine based on previous administration of vaccines. Um, so if there's a horse that you know has had a bad reaction in the past, we can spread out the vaccines. So whereas we would usually give six or seven vaccines at once, we can spread it out over several weeks and only come and give two or three one day and then wait two weeks and give the next one. And usually that decreases the adverse effects as well as also administering banamine or bute of some kind that can help bring down inflammation yes. and decrease the side effects as well. That makes sense. I like spacing mine out with my horse. Dr. Rogers, is there a such thing as over-vaccinating? Good question. Um, I don't <laughs> believe so. I mean, I wouldn't try to do it more than like every three months or something, but if you have a horse that you just purchased and you don't know the vaccine history, it's better to just vaccinate and be sure that they have it mm -hmm. rather than just waiting. Yeah, that's true. That at all. Mm -hmm. That's true. And when I lived down South Florida, mm -hmm. I lived in mm -hmm. the Cape Coral, Fort Myers area, and we certainly had far more mosquitoes and lots more months yeah. of the year. Well, so I did three <clears throat> times a year vaccinating yep. yeah. mine, you know, then. Now, when I moved up here, I went to spring and, and fall, you know, early well, the spring reason, and fall. The reason I say that is when we were on the racetrack, when we go from meat to meat, we'd revaccinate for rhino and influenza and mm -hmm. sometimes yeah. the eastern western. So they might get four to six times a year. Wow. Depending, yeah, yeah, so depending. a lot more. Mm -hmm. Huh. Yeah, Interesting. that's pretty common. Yeah. I just wouldn't give more than like um, six or seven vaccines at one time is kind of the limit. Mm -hmm. uh, any more than that can kind of cause confusion in the immune system of the horse and they won't really react as well. Yeah, that makes sense actually. So um, I've always done the rabies, but I get 
quite alarmed whenever there's a I hear there's an outbreak and I have to go back and look and see when I did it, you know, because mm. I try not to over vaccinate. But is that one that a lot of people do or is it is it not that common? Um, surprisingly, a lot of people don't want to do the rabies vaccine for whatever reason, I which I don't get because it's something that if the horse gets, you, you, you can get from the horse. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yes, I have raccoons. I have raccoons around. Um, that live in my trees and run around my paddocks at night and I've come out and ran into a couple of them and my horses are sort of like friendly and you know want to go over and say hi to everything you know so <laughs> it would be me whose horse would stick his face in a rabid <laughs> raccoon's face you know and that would be oh, one bite to the lip and it's a terrible awful uh, dreadful yeah. way for a horse to die and it's uh, very sad right. so I recommend rabies I think you need to do rabies like um, especially yes. here you know very yeah, important definitely. Uh, Dr. Rogers we are at the end of this segment thank you so much again for joining us and for all the information and uh, we'll talk to you soon yeah of course thanks for having me thank you Dr. Rogers with Peterson and Smith petersonsmith.com for more information on their ambulatory vets we'll be right back in a minute with Rebecca Alga stay with us on the host talk show yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this show is brought to you in part by new millennium realty owner and broker Brian Cox loves this community and wants to help you find your place in the horse capital of the world like them on Facebook or find them at allfarmsmatter.com new millennium realty the future of real estate this show is brought to you in part by Tax Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store proudly offering customer halters, race tack, whips, blinkers, belts, dog collars, and more. Tax Shack of Ocala, one-stop shopping for all your horse needs. This show is sponsored in part by All In Removal. Like jockey and horse, shavings delivery and manure removal go together naturally and are the green natural solution too. All In Removal offers a great way to save you money combining the two services of quality pine shavings delivery and manure container rental and removal. Great service, great quality and the green choice too. Like All In Removal on Facebook now or go to allinremoval.com for more information. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This show is sponsored in part by Equus Inn. When visiting the horse capital of the world, you want to stay at a hotel that reminds you of what you love about Ocala, the horses. Stay tuned to this show for announcements about the renovations to be completed fall 2019 at the Equus Inn by following them on Facebook and Instagram at Equus Inn. This show is brought to you and bought by Horse Boxes USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxes USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera, and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tax Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. This show is sponsored in part by Innova Wellness Spa, committed to providing the best, most advanced options available in the beauty and wellness for their valued patients. Find them on the web at innovawellnessspa.com or like them on Facebook now to learn more about their non-invasive aesthetic enhancement procedures for the most amazing results. 
This show is sponsored in part by 1K Helmets, certified to ASTM standards, where the perfect synergy of advanced technology meets aesthetically pleasing design wrapped in a package that traditionalists appreciate. Check them out at 1khelmets.com and like them on Facebook. 1K Helmets, where style meets safety. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Hey, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I've got my shirt on. Women, women. empower women. And um, I stole Paulette's hat. I really like this. Um, we have a special guest in the studio uh, with Paulette and I. And it's very nice to have Rebecca Alga here. Welcome. Thank Cheers. You. Uh, working equitation judge, competitor, and trainer. We've got some photos. If you're joining us on Facebook, we're going to pop up randomly while we're chatting. Um, Rebecca, you're an accomplished equestrian. You've trained with some of the top trainers all over the world. Um, you've done about every equestrian event there is, from eventing, steeplechase, dressage, uh, reining, western pleasure, cutting, and working equitation. That's just to name a few, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your childhood and what got you started in the horses. Um, well, I was actually born in Malaysia, and there aren't a lot of horses in Malaysia, but I went to school in England at the age of five, and that's when I saw my first pony. In fact, I think one of my brother's friends came along with a pony, and so I was um, insistent that I have riding lessons. That was so a good choice. That's how I started. Every Wednesday night, I was, it was a boarding school, but every Wednesday night I went to a- You went to boarding school too. I went to a local um, lady, old horse lady who purely by chance was the most wonderful instructor and taught me so well from day one. I mean, I, I was on a lunge line, I was bareback, I did the whole nine yards, she was amazing. So when you get that kind What was kind her of, name? Her name was Heather Radis. And her mother, who was in her late 80s, used, knew that I loved Madeira cake. I Madeira cake. Does everybody know what Madeira cake is? No. Here? You don't know a, what Madeira cake is? I don't know oh. how you describe it. <gasps> oh, you shouldn't have said just Madeira. Mm, I love Madeira cake. And she cake. used to make one every Wednesday so that I could have tea there because school <gasps> food was horrendous. Oh, as yes, you can ghastly. Imagine. Oh, yeah. yes, it was horrible. And they yes. made you eat it all. It was better oh, yes. they made you eat everything yep. on your plate. That's right. Now, oh, these are lovely photos that we're putting up, aren't they? It's wonderful. They've got some beautiful he, ones. He, he just put up one. Yeah. Okay, cutting. cutting. Okay, now that little mare, um, I still own. She's 22. I bought her in Australia as a three-year-old and flew her over here. And she won her airfare back the first time I showed her. Really? And really? she's a national champion in the working equitation as well. Amazing. Wow. So, so you're in Just England. So you're growing up. How long? How long did you stay in England? Your entire um, childhood. Oh, yes. That's not you jumping that, it is, is it? Yes. How big is that wall? Seven feet, two inches. 
I knocked the brick out and Nick Skelton beat me. Which oh, good old Nick! No shame to be beaten. Oh, and that no. is Ganador, one of the most prolific horses I ever owned. Um, bought him in Spain. I was third in the Barcelona Grand Prix with him. Not the Olympic Grand Prix, I hasten to add. This was way before that. Wow. Just a, a great little horse. He came out of the bullfighting ring. Really? Yep. How yep. amazing. God, tell us, uh, tell Nick Skelton, a guy I've always wanted to interview. Oh God! Oh, amazing, amazing yeah. horse. You know, they painted the, the the post boxes in his village gold in his honor. Wow! Yes, yes Nick great. Skelton is great. My mum and dad know him. They saw him last time they were in England and said, "Oh, you must go on Louisa's show. He's an amazing." You don't know Nick Skelton? No, <gasps> he's an Sorry. amazing horse. Look up. Look up show jumpers, and there's actually there's a video going around on Facebook at the moment of him when he went for the world record on Everest Lastic. <gasps> really? Yes, and the world record they have to jump sloping rails, and it was seven feet four inches, and he cleared them. Oh, he's amazing. What, what horse were you riding when you were jumping seven feet? That horse was called George. George. And um, and what was he? He was a um, chestnut horse with white feet and a bald face. Actually, in, let's put that wall England, picture up again because that was yeah. an amazing in one. England, if Ian can go back, back and find then, that one. Nothing had papers. Nothing was ever registered. No, it was a horse. And so, yeah. yeah, it was a horse. It was a good one. Yeah, look one. at that. Oh my goodness. Um, and there's a funny story about how I got George. I was working for um, an Arab gentleman with whom I'm still good friends. I was 20-something, so that would have been somewhere around 76, 77 that, age, that year. Um, and we used to have a local, you see, I used to be thin, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we used to have a local jumping show every Wednesday night. And um, I always used to go. One Wednesday, I was just too exhausted. so. Um, I stayed home and I got a phone call saying, we've driven all the way from London with a horse you've got to look at. So I went and it was so muddy, I could hardly see anything, it was half dark. And the owner said, well, take him home and try him for a week and if you don't like him, bring him back next Wednesday. And I took him home, when we washed him, we realised he was sorrel with white, <laughs> two white stockings and a bald face because you couldn't see for the mud. But an incredible jumper. Really? Absolutely. What, what that was made, yeah, but what that was made George. you figure to go that high? I mean, you don't jump seven feet every day. You're not practicing seven feet. It's a puissance. I mean, you... These horses love to jump. And some of them, like Ganador, was unbelievable at speed. He was almost unbeaten. In fact, in 1982, I don't think he was beaten in a speed event. Really? But George, who probably couldn't gallop fast enough to keep himself warm, <laughs> could do... <laughs> Incredible heights, and that you know when you come in. What do you feel like? I mean, I can't remember. Like she was flying. <laughs> I wouldn't do it now. I can tell you about to do it now. But yeah, I mean, it's just when you've got a horse you trust. Even even little Ganador, um, he won a much smaller puissance in Alicante. The little horse I brought from Spain that used to be in the ballroom. So you were in Bedfordshire in England, right? No, Herefordshire. Herefordshire, okay. It's Bedfordshire yes. my mum got lost in. Yeah. Um, Herefordshire's a lovely part of the country. Yes, it is. In How the, long were in you the there? Valley. Um, well, my parents bought a house there in, we were in Somerset, and then my parents bought a house there in 19, 
69, I think it was. Um, so I graduated in 1973. <laughs> I grad actually graduated, no, 73, no, it couldn't have been 72, somewhere around there. Anyway, I graduated a year early because I hated school so much. I figured when I was about 12, if I worked twice as hard, I could probably get it done quicker. <laughs> so that's what I did. Yes. Um, and then I went to be an apprentice in a racing stables, which is about one level lower than an amoeba on the food chain. That was still in England? <laughs> that was in England, Was that in Newmarket? Yes. No. Um, no. I was actually for a steeplechase train on the oh, top okay. of a Welsh mountain, oh, which lovely. is, yeah, so <gasps> wonderful. One level lower than an amoeba on <laughs> Yes. And then, so then I discovered, well, I had sort of discovered eventing, but decided that was the way I really wanted to go. So I trained on the Cotswolds. Oh, um, oh I love the Cotswolds. With a very well-known trainer called Alison Davey, who was wonderful. And, uh, and Bertie Hill down in Devon, who was the Olympic coach. And um, yeah, so it sort of progressed you from there. You me really homesick. And then in, uh, <laughs> let me see. Sometime around there, 78, 79, I um, was fortunate enough to get a scholarship to go to Spain for two years. Lovely. And that, w that was it. That was it. What did you do in Spain? Hold on, you um, can't ask her that question because Tom Schmitz just gave me the that. One thing. And that's a, yes, that means that we so have we to wrap it up. Right and after. we have to come back with Spain in just a few minutes. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Varton with my hat on. <laughs> This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. This show is sponsored in part by Earthsong Ranch, improving and restoring health since 1998 for the health of your horses, dogs, and cats with natural probiotic-based supplements, herbal dewormers, all-natural fly sprays, joint supplements, plus Earthsong Ranch is a great resource for health information. Find Earthsong Ranch on Facebook or at earthsongranch.com. This show is sponsored in part by Innova Wellness Spa, committed to providing the best, most advanced options available in the beauty and wellness for their valued patients. Find them on the web at InnovaWellnessSpa.com or like them on Facebook now to learn more about their non-invasive aesthetic enhancement procedures for the most amazing results. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Lawson Farms. The Lawson Farms mission is simple to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Lawson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality, and teamwork. Lawson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Lawson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. When you bring your taxes to Liberty Tax, we'll handle it. No matter what you throw at us, no matter what you need, no matter what. 
and we're so confident we'll do a great job, you'll want to bring us your friends, your family, your loved ones, your neighbors, your co-workers. You may even want to bring us everyone in the world. But please don't. We're not staffed for that. Liberty Tax. Bring it. We'll handle it. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> with your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of old right. Yes. <laughs> Back on the second half of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Thank you for my shirt. Megan, if you're watching, Women Empower Women. Megan, my daughter, will love this shirt. It's a gift when she arrives here from England, where she's been stuck for several months. <laughs> I'm Louisa Barton in the studio, my co-host Paulette Stout, and we have a special guest here, Rebecca Alga, and I'm finding some very interesting things. She was in England, uh, she loved it, she did a lot of riding in Herefordshire and the Cotswolds and all the places that I was tromping around on my pony and horses, and um, then she went to Spain, and we were in Spain, weren't we, Rebecca? We so were, yes. Let's go to Spain, somewhere I've never been, I'd love to go. Oh, wonderful country. If I didn't live in the United States, I would choose to live in Spain. Wow, beautiful place. Uh, it's amazing. Beautiful the horses. people are so wonderful, so welcoming, kind of like they are here, which is why I live here. I love this country. But, but what, um, what's Spain, what is it like? What are the horses like? What did you well, do in Spain? This was a very, very long time ago, you've got mm -hmm. to remember. So yeah. there was, I think there was only a couple of people in the village who owned a vehicle, and <laughs> there wasn't a lot of electricity. But of course we rode Iberian horses, um, primarily Andalusians, but my, my coach did have some Tres Sangres, which is um, Andalusian crossed with Anglo-Arab. Oh, wow. Um, which is what they generally use for the Doma Vecera because they're taller and faster. Oh, and wow. of course they're to work the bulls, the fighting bulls, so mm -hmm. you need a fast horse. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so we trained with those and uh, uh, same thing, it was amazing. I've, I've been so blessed because I have had the most amazing instructors and learned so much. And in fact, my one Spanish instructor, Joaquin Rodriguez de la Villa, I saw him in 2011 for the first time in 33 years. Really? Oh, wow. I loved Spain so much when I left, I was afraid to go back, honestly, because I thought, I, I was terrified it might not be as wonderful as I remembered, if, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, 2011, I decided to go back into the dressage. I've been riding cutting horses for 15 years. And I said, well, if I'm going to ride dressage, I've got to have an Iberian because life's too short for anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so I went back to Spain and I couldn't find Joaquin. I couldn't find a phone number or anything like that. And uh, the night before I was leaving, I Googled his name one last time and it came up as a breeder of a horse that had won a prize in England. So right off the, you know, off 
the cuff, as it were. I sent them an email, said, I'm going to Spain tomorrow, but do you by any chance know how to get a hold of this breeder? And five minutes before I left for the airport, ding, comes on my computer and they said, oh yes, he's in such and such and uh, uh, he's doing great and his wife, Linda, who was English, um, they're both there and this is his phone number. So when I got to Spain, I called him up and I, I said, Joaquin, you won't remember me. This is Rebecca. I said, remember you? We were looking at photographs of you last week. <laughs> oh, that's wow. wonderful. So, and he hadn't changed a bit except So you were very memorable, obviously. Yeah. yeah, probably not in a good way. <laughs> the Doma Vaquero, when you were riding that, explain Doma Vaquero. Okay, it's Doma Vaquera. Okay. Because it's... Proper pronunciation. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, it's... You. Vaquero is masculine and yes. Vaquero is feminine. Okay. It right. is the traditional classic dressage um, in Spain. Wow. So it's ridden one-handed. Um, everything is in walking canter. There is no trot work because it's it? based on See? your training for working in the country or working with the bulls. So um, it encompasses actually the same things that we have in the work in equitation and for the same reasons. You do um, half turns, you, you do pirouettes, you do flying changes, you do gallop stop. Um, not a sliding stop, it's got to be gallop stop. Mm -hmm. And then instantly forward again, um, half pass, leg yields, all the maneuvers that you use uh, in the country. So work, work in the ball. This is the first time that I've understood exactly what it meant. Yeah, it's, it's, I love it. It is my favorite thing in the whole world to ride. Are there any clear so differences? It's more useful. Are there any clear yes. differences between that and working equitation? I'm not very familiar. Um, I've never done working equitation. So Having read and researched, I'm like, I want to do this. <laughs> working equitation is about as much fun as you can have and still be legal. Honestly, it's mm -hmm. great. It looks um, the photos and, and everything. Yes, mm. and it's based on field work in the Iberian Peninsula, Portugal and Spain. Um, and the Portuguese and Italians are actually the ones who got together and decided to make it um, an official sport. It's four phases. So you have the dressage phase, which I like to refer to as functionality, because you're looking for exactly the same sort of things you want in a dressage horse, but with a little more reactiveness from the horse, a little more quickness, and more lightness because he's got to instantly be able to react. He's also instantly got to be able to shut down, you know, and be still. So it's, it requires a lot of training, but, but one of the great things about it is it doesn't matter what kind of horse you've got. Every single horse will benefit from that kind of training. And you go through the levels. If you do the training, mm -hmm. you can go through the levels and be successful at the highest level. If you go to the World Championships, there's every breed under the sun in there. Really? Yeah. But your yeah. personal favorite is? The Iberian? The Iberian. For me, actually, it's kind of a toss-up between the Iberian and the quarter horse. Mm -hmm. If you can find, I'm, I'm very fortunate, I've got two lovely quarter horses, the little mare you saw in the mm -hmm. cutting picture, and her little brother who I started as a cutting horse and never showed, switched him straight to the working neck. So you need the right 
type of quarter horse. They're, neither of them are particularly tall, but they can lift up in the front. They're not higher in the back. Um, they have, obviously, cutting horses are generally ideal because they have that quickness and the right. power and everything yeah. else. But they have to be able to elevate because a cutting horse works low to the ground. Yes. Mm -hmm. and a working equitation horse or a doma vaquero horse needs to work up because you're, you're working two different type of animals. Uh, so I love them both. The Iberian horses obviously kind of have the edge a little bit because the dressage is so easy for them. I mean, they've been mm -hmm. bred for 2,000 years mm -hmm. to fight in, in battles, to fight bulls, everything. So it's so much easier really to start with an Iberian horse because the collection is naturally there, the balance is naturally there, and you just have to teach them how to use the bodies to the best of their abilities. Mm -hmm. How interesting. Mm -hmm. We just got the, um, the one minute sign, so we're going to have to go uh, to our break, but we're gonna come right back uh, with Rebecca, and we have one more segment with us, so they're flying by, but we're going to chat some more, and I'm gonna ask her about my Spanish Mustang, my BLM horse, because uh, she may be familiar a little bit with what I found out about his bloodline. So we'll be back in just a few minutes on the Horse Talk Show. Stay with us. This show is sponsored in part by Hilton Garden Inn. Downtown Louisville, only five miles from Churchill Downs, enjoy the two most exciting minutes in sports, plus a hearty breakfast and a mimosa, and let Hilton Garden Inn do the rest. Book for Derby 2020 now. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard. Owner of Larson Farms is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality, and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. This show is brought to you in part by New Millennium Realty. Owner and broker Brian Cox loves this community and wants to help you find your place in the horse capital of the world. Like them on Facebook or find them at allfarmsmatter.com. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. This show is brought to you in part by Tack Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store proudly offering customer halters, race tack, whips, blinkers, belts, dog collars, and more. Tack Shack of Ocala, one-stop shopping for all your horse needs. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala. Experience the difference in buying. Palm makes it simple with no pressure, the best sales staff, and lots of inventory. Experience the difference at Palm Chevy in Ocala or online at palmchevrolet.com. Palm Chevy, buy new roads. Hey, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. By Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm going to Idaho in August. 
for a visit to go and see the hay farms. I'm pretty excited about all of that. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with me, my co-host Paulette Stout, and our special guest. Uh, we have Rebecca Alga here, and we've been talking about working equitation, which uh, looks like a lot of fun to me. Um, and, and we've talked about your favorite breed, the Iberian, and, and the quarter horse, like the quarter horses as well. Um, you've done every discipline, pretty much, that there is. Mm -hmm. um, and I've never done any roping. Never done, well, there you go. There's something for you. I was going to ask you, what is on your bucket list? Maybe that's it. Do you have a bucket list, some I things do. you want to accomplish? Yeah, I want to live on a beach somewhere. <laughs> it's not a bad one right there. Yeah. Actually, if I could live on a beach and still have my pasture really? with my horses in it, I would be very happy really? with that. Yeah. Yes. I love beaches. I do too. Ocean so you did everything it. basically you've done with the horses and now you're ready to relax. <laughs> I'm still no, I've always wanted to live on a beach. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I would, if I could live on a beach and have the sea here and my horse pasture here mm -hmm. and some trails behind it, that would be heaven for me. I love the beach. Mm -hmm. I can go and sit on the beach. It doesn't even have to be like sunbathing type weather and just hear the sea. Yes. But yeah. I grew up on the sea. So my dad was a... Um, he had a boating business and he raced boats and so we were always out in like Brighton Harbour in four and five foot waves you know with me hanging on to the front I went everywhere with my dad so my dad is definitely a sea dog and so that you know was what I did so I think that yeah. there's a sense I know of peace about that peace and you know? relaxation I have a question because we didn't get finished with it the okay. four the four parts of working, of working equitation yes. So, first of all, dressage, or functionality, as I mm -hmm. like to call it. I think that's a better description of it. Um, second phase is ease of handling, which is dressage with obstacles. So it is the functionality, the first phase, is the practical application of what you need to do in this, or sorry, the preparation for what you need to do in the practical application of dressage, which involves um, gates, slaloms, poles, again, things that you need Maneuvering. to maneuver your horse adequately to protect him and you out in the field. And then the third phase is the obstacles on steroids, because it's the obstacles against clock. Speed. And speed. Mm, that would be the best. I would enjoy the most. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anybody come through the finish of the speed phase without a grin on their face. Oh, it doesn't I'm matter sure. who they it's are. It's fun. And then the fourth phase, um, which is a team-only competition, so the points don't count for your individual placings. They'll count for a team event, or sometimes they just have different prizes just for that. And that's the cattle phase. And you have um, an arena set up with a pen at one end, a herd of cattle at the other, what they call a foul line, which is just two flags, and the cattle are numbered. You're allowed two to three helpers, but they're not allowed to cross the foul line. And you have to go in, they give you a number, you go in, you're gonna cut out one cow, separate him, drive him up the fence and pen him. But if any of the other cows cross the line, it's a timed event, so then time is added if more than so many crossover, there are penalties for this and that. And if you get more Sounds than one in the like pen, fun. you know, it's it's like any cattle event. It you can't do it if you haven't trained your horse first. So again, it's it's really the final phase of proving your horse's training because if it takes you three acres to turn him around, 
you're not going to be able to do the cattle face. <laughs> How fun, though. Yes, mm -hmm. it is. Oh, mm -hmm. my gosh. And so the working ex been, you know, uh, Donna uh, uh, Parks and Heather Walters been doing the working act at the Florida Park and trying to get that going and it's been steadily increasing. Yes, they've done a fantastic job actually of yeah, yeah. getting it out there. Yeah. And that's, and that's how I, I ended up here really. Yeah, and so hopefully with Rebecca here it's going to grow. I mean I'm really hoping because she needed to be here. And how long have you been here? I moved here in October. Well, so welcome. she hadn't been here very long. No. You're a new pet and what part of town are you in? Oh, uh, just south of Ocala, Summerfield. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. it's a lovely area. So you're yes, just you're just kind of getting started with um, yes, I've lessons. Yes, I've started and to get a few um, clients. Actually, I, I taught a couple of clinics. One last year, I came to judge and I did a clinic, and then this year, I did a clinic with um, Doreen Atkinson, who is a very good friend of mine from Texas, who was judging. And so some people have called me from that and said, hey, we'd like to do more. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, you know, I'm, growing, I'm hoping after, I'm hoping this, after this COVID because they've had, the, you know, they've had to cancel one show and they were trying to do four or five working act. I think when this COVID is over, people are going to be so desperate to go to a horse show. <laughs> I know. Yeah. They're going to be swamped. Yeah. And in California, interestingly, because I was the previous 18 months in California. How are you? It exploded. Yeah. I mean, our shows, every clinic was sold out within two hours and we had to add a day and we still had a waiting list. For working act. For yeah. working It's act. huge. It's absolutely And the huge. horse shows were the same thing. If you didn't get your entries in on the day of opening, you weren't going to get in. And they, whenever they could, they added second days to that as well. So this is this the attire? Sport. Well, this this isn't the exact attire. This is just it's this adorable. was an artsful made a lady from Spanish made this. So I had to wear it because I hadn't put it on for her benefit. Now this is true, but this is not true. This is not the true. But it's a, it's Spanish. Oh, but I love it. You know, oh. and she could probably explain that it's not. You know, because Spanish well, you had one button and. It, but this is a Spanish clothing. Yes. Yeah, and the jacket would be fine for fiesta. Yeah. Um, but without being the traditional working attire. Yeah. Um, and as you say, you have a plain white shirt, not a button-down collar, just a plain white collar. Um, These the are vest culottes. is high, and again for uh, farrier, you would wear culottes or a desired, divided skirt. But women, for actual competition, wear the Doma Vaquera outfit, which is pants. Yes, which is the men's. How nice. So they wear the same as the men's. I love outfits. Yeah, like I do costumes this, and things. This is more oh, costume to be able to do a parade or whatever. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. That, yeah, that would be that for the ferry. The hat is real. The hat is real. And it would have it's the... It's called a sombrero, naturally. Um, yeah. has a wide, flat brim. It's supposed to be tilted over the right ear. Right You're supposed to have attitude yeah. when you ride. And oh, it, it suits for that, that. the chin. Really? It goes on the chin, like... You don't have to put it on the chin, but if you're doing anything at speed, unless your hat, like mine, is yeah. two sizes too small and is never going to come off your head. It's going to fly off yes, behind it. so not. you keep it there. And but it should be tilted down and, and over the eye. And your hair is pulled back. It isn't down. Yes. Maybe. Yeah, but you don't. Um, for ferrier and that sort of thing, obviously, you could put a flower in your hair or something. What do, what but for competition. That? Ferrier? Ferrier. It's, so, ferrier is like the county fair. 
Okay. But everybody prides their horses through the streets. Oh, how fun. Everything in Spain is about horses. Yeah, yeah. I could do that. Oh, how lovely. Yeah. yeah. What a fun sport. How long has, has, uh, has this been around? I mean, have people well, been doing this for a long time? It, they have in Europe. It's very big in Europe, but it only came to the United States, I want to say 2010, 2011. Yeah, I was going to say it's newer, isn't it's it? It's new, yes. Um, and there was uh, so... Uh, um, J- um, J.P. Giacomini, who was one of the founders in Europe, was one of the one- people who brought it to the United States. But there was a big um, Lusitano farm in, well, it's still there, just outside of Houston called Jarastos Caballeros. And they are the ones she pronounces that just it so well. <laughs> took off with this, breeding the horses and sponsored it and got everybody into it and, and really got the ball I have to stop because we got the one minute, which well, means we have well, like 20 seconds. So. Really quick, it does have walk trot and walk trot canter, so people that are just starting can do this. The yes, you can do it at any level up to Masters, which is the highest level, and everybody's welcome. Rebecca, I'm getting the wrap-up sign. It was so awesome. Please stay with us for the last segment. We're going to have Jessica Lynn on. We need to go out to Rebecca's farm and make some, yeah, make some more. Yeah, I got, we'll be back on the Horse Talk Show in just a few minutes. Stay with us. This show is sponsored in part by Equus Inn. When visiting the horse capital of the world, you want to stay at a hotel that reminds you of what you love about Ocala, the horses. Stay tuned to this show for announcements about the renovations to be completed fall 2019 at the Equus Inn by following them on Facebook and Instagram at Equus Inn. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors on West Highway 40. Stock up for summer and fly season now with fly masks, fly control and spray, vaccines and all you need for a Florida summer. Tons of farrier supplies, healthcare and stable supplies at TT Distributors. Like them on Facebook or online at ttdistributors.com. This show is sponsored in part by Hilton Garden Inn. Downtown Louisville, only five miles from Churchill Downs, Enjoy the two most exciting minutes in sports, plus a hearty breakfast and a mimosa, and let Hilton Garden Inn do the rest. Book for Derby 2020 now. This show is sponsored in part by Earthsong Ranch, improving and restoring health since 1998 for the health of your horses, dogs, and cats with natural probiotic-based supplements, herbal dewormers, all-natural fly sprays, joint supplements, plus Earthsong Ranch is a great resource for health information. Find Earthsong Ranch on Facebook or at earthsongranch.com.
Hey, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Jessica Lynn from Earthsong Ranch was joining us. Hopefully we should be able to call us back in the next few minutes, probably tied up with her animals. We're going to talk a little bit about holistic health for your canine, barn buddy. Uh, but while we're waiting, we're going to chat some more to uh, Rebecca Algar, who is here in the studio with us. It's been a, a real pleasure getting to hear her talk about England and, uh, and, and working equitation, something that I did never do. I did fox hunting and eventing and show jumping and all of that, but I, I never did any working ec. And the more that I hear about it and see it, the more exciting. Uh, you know, when you hear working ec, you think it's probably, you know, boring. This is not boring at all. It is not boring. No. so many things together, like between dressage and obstacles and speed and agility and and brain power and training of the horses and any breed can do it and anybody can do it and there's low levels that we were talking about. Well here's it so here's interesting that you say that so my horse is 35 and I didn't buy him as a show horse I actually didn't even know what a Tennessee Walker was when I bought him I just fell in love with him and um, I've had him for 28 years I guess um, and I didn't buy him to show I actually bought him just to trail ride and enjoy and just to be my, my horse. And in Brooksville, they had a show that had a, what they called a um, versatile trail class. And just for the heck of it, I'd never taken him in, in one. I was like, I'll just do it. And it was like, you know, canter from one barrel to the other, grab the raincoat, put it on, take it off, put it back on the barrel, go to the square, you know, around the square, grab the guy, hand you the log, you have to go in a circle with the log, pulling it behind you, you have to open the mailbox, take the mail out, put the flag up, put it back on, ride across a bridge, side pass, canter over to the horse trailer, jump off, load in the horse trailer, back your horse back out, get back on the horse and gallop out of the ring sort of thing. And I'd never done it before and I was like, oh, that looks like fun. And it was one of those things you could go in all day and compete and there was a judge and they just were, there were lots and lots of people. I think everybody went in every class, went in this class. And at the end of the day, they did the judging. And when they read off the winner, they said number 75. And it felt like 10 minutes, but it wasn't. It was right away. I said to my mom, aren't I number 75? Mm -hmm. And she said, yes, he just said Louisa Barton. And I said, Sonny won. So Sonny won, and actually he did everything. Oh, I forgot a bit. You had to rope bull's yeah. horns, right? And, that's when and I missed that's the horns. That was not his fault. Everything else he did was absolutely no practice. We'd never done yeah. it. But do you know, it was honestly the most fun class yeah. Yeah. I ever did in my whole, in all my years of showing and jumping and eventing, I never had as much fun as I had in those few minutes that Sonny yeah. and I were in that, what they called versatile, oh, I know what it was called, versatile ranch horse. That's what it was called. That's when that was more practical. And the fun part about it was so fun. the ease of handling and speed, they play music. <clears throat> They play what you want to what you want to ride to. So oh, it's kind of fun. fun. Yeah. Oh, that's so that's fun. The there were probably 150 people throughout the whole day that went and competed in that class, and I was like, Sonny just won, and I and it's only ribbon he's only show and only ribbon he's ever won. But he, I loved it. We have gated horse classes too mm -hmm. in the working act. Yeah. Yes. And the Pasofinos even ride in it. Yeah, Pasofinos go in it. We get a lot of. Um, 
walkers, there's um, a lady that's been very successful that rides Rocky Mountain horse. I like Rocky um, Mountains. Yeah, so there's a lot of different gated horses that do it. It's about the training. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he, you know, he had done so much trail riding, he had done so much being versatile on the trail that when I took him in the trail class, he was like, oh yeah, I got yeah. this. You know, no Oz is, does working act. And so I'm trying to go up the levels on him, which luckily Re Rebecca doesn't know this. <laughs> but, uh -huh. and, you know, we're coming that direction. So, yeah, because we want to we want to ride at Masters. Just How is awesome. the way it is. There's Gypsy some. Banner riding at Masters. Why not? I wonder how my little Mustang would do. Uh, there are lots of Mustangs. Yeah. There's a, a good friend of mine, Susan Watkins, has Kyger Mustangs in really? California and does very well. And so does Robin Bond. And if you look up Work in Equitation, they are two of the the very competitive riders. Because I think he Mustangs. would be good. He's, he's compact. He's fast. Actually, he's got a lot of energy. I'm teaching a Kyger Mustang here in Ocala. The lady has a Kyger Mustang, wants to do the work in it. Mm -hmm. That might be what I should do with him. He's not. He's not quite two. He he'll be two in a couple of months. It's um, definitely a goal. But it would be a great, yes, a great career for him. Well, they can't mm -hmm. compete until they're four. So mm -hmm. that's great. And I got yes. plenty of time. And then to they work. can't. They can do intra novice at four, intermediate at five, or above. You know, and advance to masters at six. So Wouldn't it's, that be a it's great good because him? it's not pushing the young horses mm -hmm. too. It gives them time to mature. Yes, and, perfect. Because I was so thinking on. of starting him out on some of the little competitive trail ride, you know, things when I got him going and got him started under saddle. I would start, you know, trail riding him and then work mm -hmm. my way up to mm -hmm. some competitive trail. And maybe one day he might do some endurance because I have this bucket list desire to, to do that and to go across some hot Arabian desert with monkeys <laughs> swinging beside me like Heather Reynolds. And, and I, I thought, well, he'd be great for that because he's, you know, obviously they survived very well being sometimes yeah. miles from water uh, before they're rounded up. But I think that, that would, those would actually be a great fit together mm -hmm. if he did both. Mm -hmm. He could do some endurance and he could, he could definitely do some working And cross-training with a lot of different horses with working act certainly would help the rider and the horse itself. But yeah. how, how would somebody get a hold of you to be able to learn more about the working act? Uh, they can call me. I'm on Facebook as Rebecca L. Algar. I have Rebecca Algar as well, but I never remember to check that page. So, so that might L, be the one I friended. L. Okay. Rebecca L. <laughs> L. Yes. Algar. Yeah. So you can and find Rebecca on Facebook and message her. And I think it'd be really interesting to go to some of your clinics. So you're and in learn. Ocala. You're in Ocala. Yeah, just south of Ocala. Just south Summerfield. Summerfield. She's in. Summerfield. I'd like to go to a clinic. Mm -hmm. I think it would be well, a really interesting Usually thing. when they do the Working Act shows, they do a clinic the day before, and then they do the Working Act two days. Have fun. Yeah. We, we, we are doing the occasional um, other clinic here and there, obviously not at the moment, but that's certainly going to be in the books too. Um, for the future. Mm -hmm. For the future, yes. And I, I, my organizational skills when it comes to things like that are absolutely dreadful so. <laughs> absolutely dreadful i thought i was the only one who says that i say oh, absolutely yeah. dreadful all the time <laughs> well i usually when i was in california um had a good friend who took over all that so 
um, I like to try and find somebody that will do the old. I will show up on time. I'll teach from. I I have a PA system now, and yeah. I'm working on the arena. I have all the obstacles because I've built all okay. of them. So yeah, and it has a wireless mic. So I'm thinking about trying to do some of those things actually on my farm, having some clinics. Good. Yeah. So that we can promote it and teach people and get yes, going. Yes, because on it. everybody that's. I've never met anybody that started doing the work in Eck and said, oh, I really hate this, and went and did something else. Now, there probably are some people out there, but they would be the ones I would think that yeah. maybe don't like it's training. It's really, it's really not, you don't know. You don't know what you don't know, and until you, until you start to learn it and understand it and actually do it, then it, you'll yeah. start to, it'll well, go on you fast. You're amazing. That seven-foot jump was incredible. <laughs> uh, being beaten by Nick Skelton is nothing to be ashamed of at all. He's like my superhero. Uh, there's that. Oh, look, Ian's good. He popped it right back up. I want to thank you so much for being with us. I cannot believe how fast uh, the time flew by uh, today. Thank again, uh, we're going to get Jessica Lynn next week to talk about canine, uh, canine care, but we got an extra segment with Rebecca. So thank you for being with us, yeah. Paulette. Thank, thank you, you for yeah. bringing her. I'm so excited a lot. you got to come. Yeah. It's wonderful. Well, I'm so excited to be in Ocala. We're glad you're here. We're wrapping up uh, again, one last time. Two amazing things. Mark Cassie in the Hall of Fame where he belongs. Tax Shack is open again, whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, Florida or not. Happy horsing around until the same time next week. <laughs>